Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Listening finally to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And uh, we had to wait until the local radio station here got done with the Super Bowl before we could get on the air tonight. And here I thought I was more important than that. Uh, I was trying to t- tweet President Trump, see if he could do something, make the game get over earlier, but he didn't really. No, I really wasn't. But Pastor Bob here at the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're broadcasting live tonight from Dickinson, North Dakota, the studios of KDIX. Of course, you could be listening on, on their website, kdix.net, or on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. We have Abe running the controls tonight. We've got former control runner Seth Springer here, and and also Timothy here tonight as as the backup theologian. Got several people listening. Thank you, for, thank you for holding on too. We're starting, as you know, we, we're starting about 15 minutes late tonight and so uh the program is actually going to go until 9:20 instead of um 906 which is when we usually end but every year when the the this is an AM station that we broadcast on every year they play the Super Bowl on the station so we have to wait until that's over and i think it was 2 years ago they went into some kind of overtime or something so we had to wait forever but uh, hello to uh to Lori to Kathy um some of these other ones, um, oh, we've got uh, the Schulers listening. Uh, good good to have them listening tonight. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. And if you want, text me if you want Abe to sing a song. He's got his guitar in the studio. He might do some of that, too. Uh, Jake and Lydia are listening in Pennsylvania, the Yoders. And uh, we had today, oh, we've got the Campbells listening here from from near South Hart. Good to have them listening tonight. 
we've got um, today we set an attendance record in our church, and we're we are a movie. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, or maybe you haven't heard this yet, we're um, we're moving into the a new building. We purchased the top portion of the Elks building, and we're doing just a little bit of uh, updating in there. And uh, we will be moving in. Uh, supposedly, our first service will be two weeks from today. And I'm really hoping that that's what's going to happen. I'll certainly keep you posted. You'll be the first to know here. But two weeks from this Sunday, we're going to have our first service on the top floor of the Elks Building. We purchased that. It's 18,000 square feet. Uh, it's It's about six times bigger than what we're using right now. Today, our building was totally packed out. I mean, like it was just crazy and uh, we baptized a couple people in jesus name we just um, god is doing some great things and uh, i'm going to tell you if you're a pastor from dickinson listening tonight you you need to start preaching the acts 238 message if you want your church to grow preach truth i mean uh, peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost that's that's the uh, that's the early church's <coughs> message that they preached to to let people to know what to do when they heard about Jesus dying for them, and uh, and we you know our church is growing and God's moving, and uh, if He's not doing that in your church, I'm going to suggest you start preaching some of these Bible truths because God is not um, He's not interested in just uh, you know like like I don't care. Oh, you know, if, if it wouldn't bother me if we were the only church in, or if we were not the only church in town preaching Acts 238. And I, I believe that it's God's will that we do this. And so, and I, I've seen some pretty neat things along, um, uh, hey, we got somebody said, sing us a song, Abe. So we'll, we'll have to get Abe ready to sing here in just a little bit. You can actually sit over there and do it too, Abe. You can, you can just sit right in, or you want to stand and do it maybe. I don't know. But text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I'm going to, I'm, in fact, I'm going to, what I'll do is I'll put Seth over in your spot for a minute so you can get ready to sing. I want to, I want to read a scripture tonight to start with, and there's a lot of people texting tonight. Thank you so much for hanging on through that late, um, deal here. And I've got all, man, I got all kinds of people texting me now. Cool. 701-290-7862. The scripture we're going to start with, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. 2 Corinthians five seventeen through 21. The Apostle Paul says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, who hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Tonight, we're going to talk about these verses, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I'm going to talk, try to talk about the whole, this whole thing. We're going to talk about how, who Jesus is and what he did. And we're going to talk about how he's offered us new life, uh, new lives for our old ones, that we can become brand new creatures in Christ. But we've got, uh, Abe's been requested to sing tonight. And, um, you kick that one up maybe just like that. There you go. And so this is Abe Simon singing. College, they said, boy, get this straight. You're just a tailless monkey, you're a hairless ape. On that evolution stairway going, who knows where? Trust higher education to get us all there. No values and no morals, no rights and no wrongs. Never knowing where we're going. Well, it's hard to go wrong. Don't give me that. I want the truth. Don't call it back. But when it's only point of view, don't give 
always written in the book of God. Senses at the foot of the cross, I saw the wisdom that comes from the fear of God, and how His Spirit loves Jesus full of mercy and good fruit. Has the power to free me, the power of truth, like a setting of silver on an apple of gold. A word aptly spoken is a truth clearly told. Give me that, cause that's the truth. It's bigger than that, it's broader than your point of view. Give me that, can't get enough. Get back to what is written in the book of God Oh yeah So give me that, cause that's the truth It's bigger than that, it's broader than your point of view Give me that, can't get enough Only get back to what is written in the book of God Higher, higher education in the book of God some good stuff don't don't give me that give me the higher education from the book of god wow i didn't know it was going to be that good uh can't can't tell the grandpa's not proud of his grandson that was abe simons playing the guitar singing tonight and uh he's good he's really good pretty soon they won't even want to hear poor old pastor bob sing anymore that's probably what's going to happen just put me out in a pasture hopefully they let me do this radio show though if you're listening tonight for the first time to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, please text me, 701-290-7862. Thank you for everybody that's test- texting. We've got people from West Fargo listening, people from um, Arizona listening. We've got people from, looks as far away as the, the, even way out by Belfield listening tonight, way out there in the sticks. But good, <laughs> good to have all of you listening. Talking about... Second Corinthians 5.17, and we're talking about the topic is new lives for old. In verse 20, it says, we are ambassadors for Christ. And so, we are supposed to be telling this good news about what Jesus has offered. That, uh, we're supposed to be the ones that are bringing the message, and that's one of the reasons we do this radio show. It's uh, just another avenue in this Dickinson, North Dakota area that we can try to bring this Acts 238 message to people's lives. It's always my dream to, uh, and I, and I get people listening to this program. They listen all the time. They tell me what I'm saying. Haven't got them to come to church yet, but, um, my dream is to, to catch you on your way home from Walmart. You're just tuning into the radio. God, God can use it. I know that he can. I, uh, uh, uh one of the highlights of this program was not too long ago. I was I was on the radio doing the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I got a text from somebody driving through Dickinson who was my best friend in junior high. He was on his way from the state of Washington to Bismarck to visit his mother. I hadn't talked to him for years, and uh, and he texted me, and he said, when I heard your voice, I thought, that's got to be Bob. And he knew me before I was an apostolic and he, uh, in fact, I taught him a Bible study right after uh, my wife and I started going to a Pentecostal church. But I haven't corralled him yet. But so we are ambassadors for Christ. You know, uh, uh, Jesus said that even as my Father has sent me, John twenty twenty one, even so send I you. We've got the message, the good news, and we're going to talk about that message tonight, the, the message of, of what Jesus did for us. Uh, we, we, are, we are here promoting an ambassador um, doesn't wear the same dress as the country that he's in. An ambassador uh, speaks in his own language when he's not around the people of the... I mean, there, there's a lot of things about we could talk about as ambassadors, but I'm not even going to go into all those things tonight. But I want you to know that... The reason I'm on the radio, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not trying to, trying to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to just make people happy or try to get every get along. We are ambassadors for Christ. We we want you to know uh, that you 
can be saved. You can be made right with God. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you've been doing. You can be made right with God. What is this good news? This good news in verse 19 was that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. God, the Father, was in Jesus Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You know, the, the, uh, this is good news. That there's a lot of confusion about who Jesus is. A lot of people are confused. I've had people over the years tell me, I don't know who I should pray to. I feel like if I pray to the Father, maybe Jesus and the Holy Spirit will feel bad. So I try to pray to all three of them, give them equal time. I've had people tell me this. And I look at them and say, that's not right. There's only one God, the Father. And that God, the Father was in Jesus Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus Christ was a man, but the spirit that was in him was God himself. That's who Jesus is. And now the Bible says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 2 and 8 says, All the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth bodily in him. When you get to heaven... And I hope you get to be there. I'm planning on being there. There's only going to be one throne. And the one that's seated on that throne is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ himself will be seated on that throne. Because the Bible says that the Father is a spirit. God is a spirit, Jesus said. And there is only one God, the Father. And this one God and the Holy Spirit are the same person because God is a spirit and he's holy. And this Holy Spirit is the spirit that was in Jesus when he walked this earth and now takes residence in that body. All the fullness of the God had dwelt bodily in him. And so God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. God himself was manifest. He was made known in the flesh. That's who Jesus is. And that's what this verse means. That, that it's, it says that God was in Christ reconciling, bringing the world back to himself. Because God came to this earth robed in flesh so that he could offer himself as a sacrifice for man. 1 John 4 and 9 said, God showed how much he loved us. This is the Living Bible. By sending his only son into this wicked world to bring to us eternal life through his death. In this act, we see what real love is. It is not our love for God, but his love for us when he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. Well, I'll tell you, that living Bible got it right there. <clears throat> That's what it means that God was reconciling the world to himself. You know, this one of the neat things about getting to start a church, and my wife and I moved here just about 30 years ago now. In fact, I don't know, this summer we should do like a, a church um, dedication, like for our new building, and a 30 year, uh, a 30 year um, anniversary of our church being here, and then a 60 year old birthday party for Pastor Bob. <laughs> you don't have to do the birthday party, I'm just joking. But but we moved here because we believe that that this message, uh, this this message of of God wanting to reconcile the world, to you know the, our church is made up of people from varying backgrounds. Uh, there were people in our church, yes, that grew up Pentecostal, and thank God for them. There are people in our church that that uh, did not grow up Pentecostal, and thank God for them. But one of the things that's true, no matter who they are, is that they have been brought to God through the mercy of his plan. Let me read that again, First John 4, 9. God showed how much he loved us. 
by sending his only son into this wicked world to bring to us eternal life through his death. In this act, we see what real love is. It is not our love for God, but his love for us when he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. You see, God, uh, he took our place on the cross. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. We're going to run a little late tonight just because we started late. But if you are listening to me tonight, please text me, 701-290-7862. They say he ran a carnival, used to come to town. Till one September afternoon He shut it down They tell me something happened Some say he lost his mind Now most September afternoons This is what you find An old man on the corner Where he used to sell the shore what sounds like foolishness as the people come and go.
everybody. You're back to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and uh, good to have you with us. Listen, good to hear all the people that are listening tonight from all kinds of different places. We've got um, Brother Ron and Beulah's listening tonight. Wow. Hey, Brother Ron. That's one of my favorite people. Brother Ron is helping the Woods family start a Pentecostal church. It's called Truth Community Church right in Beulah, North Dakota, and uh, he's been so faithful there and just such a such a big asset to what they're doing up there. We've got the Tyler family listening down in uh, Louisiana today, and uh, they've got a special guest with them, Bill. Something about holding, uh, uh, doing something about doing dishes or something with some girl named Chrissy. I don't know what's going on with that, but anyway, in the studio tonight with me are Abe, Seth, Tim, and of course, this is Pastor Bob. We're talking about the scripture tonight where it says that, that we, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. We've been con- commissioned to spread that good news. That last song was called New Lives for Old. That's the name of the broadcast tonight. That's, or that's the title of the broadcast tonight. The Bible says that we can become a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This what a what a neat deal today to see uh, two people baptized in the name of Jesus. A week ago in church, they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today, they were baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. That fulfilled John three, where the Bible says that you need to be born of the water and of the Spirit. Jesus said in John 3, 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then when Nicodemus asked him about it, Jesus said, unless a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Baptism in Jesus' name is part of God's plan. And like I say, if, if you want your church to grow and you want to see real revival, let's get back to what the Bible preaches. The Bible there, there was um, this one of the men, one of the people I baptized today. He was sprinkled as a baby in a Lutheran church, and I know that his parents meant well. And many people operate by tradition, but I do not know if you are aware of this or not. But that was never done in the Bible. Baptism was never administered by sprinkling water on people. The word baptism means to immerse. They didn't. They didn't start changing that until hundreds of years later, after the apostles were dead and gone. What right did we have to change baptism from immersion to sprinkling? You see, if you want to be a new creature in Christ, you've got to do it the way the Bible says. You know this this idea of being a new creature. Our, our church is called. Uh, New Life Pentecostal Church. We believe that God can give you a brand new life. When my wife and I first started attending a Pentecostal church, the first one we went to was in Bismarck, but we were living in Valley City. And we attended this little Pentecostal church in Valley City while I was going to college there. And there was an old man that was what I thought was really old at that time. He was 70 years old. It doesn't sound quite as old to me as it did. And this old man would stand up and testify. This old man had just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had just been baptized in the name of Jesus. Not too many, maybe a, maybe just a few months or a year before my wife had started attending church there, my wife and I. And he would end every time when he would testify, he would say, I'm 70 years old, and I've just been born again. That's how he would end his testimony. There is new life in Jesus. You know, um, this, this is not, I am not, Pastor Bob, the reformed drug addict. I'm a new person. I'm a new man. There's a difference between trying to change and, and changing. You're changing completely. Now, when you're born again, it doesn't mean God will take your personality away or your facial uh, attributes away. But what it does mean is that your spirit will change. 
you're that that instead of wanting to do good and not being able to you're going to want to do good and be able to the the new birth is the most powerful force in the world it's a life-changing force there there are people that that um you know that attend our church that used to be in jail they used to be in prison in fact today there were several there like that uh, there, there, there are people that attend our church that used to be living the homosexual lifestyle. They attend the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickens. You, you wouldn't even know who they are <coughs> because God is, people say, oh, they're born that way. That's why you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again because just because we're born with certain, um, uh, weaknesses and, and, and problems and, and maybe through, through social training and abuse or molestation or something, you're all messed up. But you know what? Jesus said you've got to be born again. You know, I um, when I was growing up, there was a, a friend of mine named Glenn that went to high school with me. And Glenn had a really strange knack that he could give people nicknames and they would stick. Like Glenn would, he'd give you a nickname and that nickname would stick. And Glenn gave me this nickname. And I'm not going to tell you what the nickname was. But anyway, I, you know, years went by. I, I had, um, you know, been done with high school, went to college, was done with that, got in the church, started living for Jesus. And I saw Glenn maybe, maybe 15 years after high school, for the very first time that I had seen him in 15 years, met him at a gas station in Dickinson. He was on his way from Denver to Bismarck. Met him at a gas station, and he hollered out at me my nickname. And I ran up to him, and I said, Glenn, I said, that that person doesn't exist anymore. He goes, what? I said, he died. He goes, what do you mean he died? I said, he drowned in a river in Valley City, when he was baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not. The um, I, I don't know why I don't I, I could tell people what the nickname wasn't that bad because when I, I well like it doesn't matter. But the uh it, it really doesn't matter. Hey brother brother grandpa Tyler's listening too tonight. But there there is a new life in Jesus. Now, I realize there are consequences for our sins. Just because you're born again doesn't mean the judge is going to let you out of prison. You know, I, I get that. I understand that. You, you know, there are, you know, there are, you know, there are situations that you might have messed up that you're going to have to pay for. <clears throat> but the new birth, the born again experience, I just had a letter from a prisoner that's in Walla Walla prison. And I just got this letter a few weeks ago. And, uh, what an awesome letter. He, he is living that new life in Jesus, and he's witnessing to people in the Walla Walla prison, and he's baptizing people in the name of Jesus. There's no oneness ministers in there, so he he wrote me a letter. He said, "Would it be okay if I had baptized him?" I said, "It'd be okay." And he's in fact, he, he in his last letter he wrote me. He said, "I got beat up here real bad because of Jesus." He told me, and he said, "I'm just thankful it wasn't worse." And, uh, and he, uh, but he was, he was like happy about it. Like he was like, whatever, you know, God's using me, God's working. And so there is, there is new life in Jesus. Jesus said, or Paul said that we are new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. I'm not sure. I'm going to let Abe sing another song or not. Maybe I will. Yeah, why don't, yeah, why don't you? You got another song ready to sing? You got you got one? Uh, the uh, you Go ahead, and Seth, you take his spot over there, and he can get that ready. But Ezekiel 36, 26, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. 
You see, this is this age. This is this day. God will put a new heart in you. A friend of mine wrote a song many years ago, New Life Flowing in My Veins. There's new life flowing in my veins. I've been washed in his blood, been baptized in his name. There's new life flowing in my veins. Text me tonight, Tonight, people texting me. I should probably quit reading this so I can do a radio show. Uh, we started late tonight. Uh, of course, we—if you don't know this—you're listening to a live broadcast, and and we we broadcast out of a studio, an AM studio in Dickinson, North Dakota, KDIX. Of course, all you local people know that because you're listening to me that way. It's an AM station. Been in business here many many years. Great great people that work here. Turn that up just a little bit on my channel. There, the um, but the. Uh, there was a, a football game, uh, some some obscure football game that preempted my program tonight. What was that obscure football game? Well, it was the Super Bowl, I guess. So they they so we started about twenty minutes, fifteen minutes late, and uh, we will be going fifteen minutes later than normal tonight. We're talking about the scripture that says, "If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature," and um, and I believe that. That God can change people. I believe that God can make a new person out of people. And so this this uh, and and so tonight, if you are a person that that um, that are is in despair, you're in depression, you're in addiction, uh, you're you're in a in a, a a bad situation. No matter what it is, and you think that you can't change. I'm, I'm here to tell you that you can, that you can change. I preached in our church today in Dickinson here out of Ezekiel 37 and how the the uh, Lord sp- spoke to Ezekiel. 
And he, he brought him out into this field. It was a vision, but it was a field of bones, just a bunch of dead, dry bones. And, and Ezekiel said that I, that God caused me to pass by them, walk through them, look all around it. And, uh, and they were very dry. And the Lord said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And when Ezekiel began to preach the word of the Lord to these dry bones, in his vision, these dry bones began to come together. The, what is it? Is that where that song was started? The hip bones connected to the leg bone or leg bones connected to the ankle bone or whatever it was you learned in school. And these bones started coming together. And then <coughs> muscle and flesh began to grow on these bones what, what, right while Ezekiel watched. <coughs> and then the Lord told him to prophesy to the wind. And the wind blew and the, blew the breath of life. And these bones and his vision became a great army. And I believe that that God is in the business of restoring and giving new life to dead people. Way back in the book of Genesis, the Bible teaches, the Lord had told Adam and Eve, if you eat of this one particular tree in the garden, the day that you eat of that tree, you will die. Now, over the years, people have questioned that because... The day that they ate of that tree, they didn't die. They still lived. They were cast out of the Garden of Eden, but they still lived. And they said, so what, was God joking? No, he wasn't joking because that's not the death he was talking about. He said that the day you eat of this tree, you will die. And what he meant was that they're going to die Spiritually, their relationship with God. Until that day, God was as real to them as uh, as they were to each other. He walked with them in the garden. He talked with them in the garden. But when they sinned, they lost that communication with God. They died spiritually. That's what Jesus was talking about in John 3 that you must be born again. You see, you can be you can have life in you. You can be breathing, your heart can be beating, but you may be dead spiritually. And God is here to give us life. Jesus said the thief John 10:10 10, 10, cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And so the Lord wants us to have life. You know, um, we go up to the county jail every Sunday afternoon, and, and there's just always a big group there. In fact, it was very pleasing to me today that a, a young man named Justin was in our church service, and Justin has just been baptized in the name of Jesus, received the Holy Ghost in the water as he was being baptized in our Jamestown church. But it, it is... It is uh, uh, amazing to me it's it's exciting to me how god is reaching these people in the jail the um i'm going to say the majority of the people in my jail services are there because of drug charges uh and then and you know if you put in dui with that which and and for all the people in dickinson listening tonight uh alcohol is a drug too <laughs> it really is if you think that you don't do drugs just because you drink alcohol is as bad a drug as most of them it, it might not be quite as bad as meth or quite not as addictive as the opiates, but but it's bad. I mean, it's very bad. And when when I go up to the jail, to the county jail, and I see these people in the clutches of addiction, it is so great and so rewarding for me to be able to tell them that you don't have to stay this way. What they're looking for in their drug high is what Jesus has in this new life that he's promised. See, the reason that people are, the, the, the people that are hooked on drugs are really looking for God. They're just looking in the wrong place for it. 
That's what that's what's really happening here. They're they're looking for God. They're looking for fulfillment. They're looking for peace. But they're looking in the wrong place. You know, you when somebody out there listening says, is thinking right now, "Oh, Pastor Bob, I've been to church before and it was boring. I didn't find anything fulfilling in it." Well, I doubt if you were to a Pentecostal church and you would say that. Because a Pentecostal church is anything but boring. You know, it, it, their, their God is moving. You know, one of the things that um, is, is interesting about Pentecostal churches, you know, there for a while when we were outgrowing our building, I was thinking, well, we should just start another service like, like some of the other churches do. We'll have a Sunday morning service and a Saturday night service and tell people you can only come to one of them. But when I told that to the people in our church, you know what they said? Many of them. There's a guy out in Belfield named Lane. He was one of them. He said to me, well, I'll just tell you right now, we're coming to all of them. You know, and 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 the thing is, everybody would. You know why? Because there is no Pentecostal church service that's the same. We never know what's going to happen. Because when God is in the house, anything can happen. There can be healings. There can be infilling of the Spirit. There can be demons cast out. There can be deliverances. There can be just good old-fashioned repentance where people begin to cry out to God. You know, this. This uh, what I'm preaching here today is good news. Jesus said that he was the resurrection and the life. He was telling Mary at, at Lazarus' grave, he said, He that believeth in me... Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And this isn't just about living in in existence, but it's about that spiritual birth. Jesus said, he said, if you and whosoever liveth, in verse 26 of John 11, and believeth in me shall never die. What does that mean? He'll never die in this body? No, that's not what that means. That means this new spiritual birth is what's going to live forever. John 14.6, Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. John 15.5, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. We've got to stay tied in, connected to that life source, Jesus. How do, so how do we how do we tie into this? How do we tie into Jesus? Well, the way we tie into Jesus is through the new birth experience. John three. I've 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 been just hammering this the whole program. You've got to be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit. Being born of the water is baptism. It is. I mean, you know, you theologians out there that think it's not. Uh, you're 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 sticking your hand in the sand, Jesus. Really, they are Seth. They're sticking their head in the sand to say that John three means the natural birth. When we have Matthew twenty eight nineteen, when Jesus told his disciples that that uh, you need to <coughs> go into the world, make disciples, baptizing them <coughs> in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And of course, that's why the apostles baptized in one name. The name of Jesus, because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names. Uh, that That's why Jesus said in Mark 16, he said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Of course John 3 is talking about water baptism. On the very birthday of the church, in Acts chapter 2, this is the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out it was prophesied in the Old Testament, and it was poured out It was on the day of Pentecost, which was a Jewish holiday, and it was poured out on these 120 believers, Peter, John, James, Matthew, Mary, the mother of Jesus. They were all there. <coughs> they, none of them had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. <coughs> in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 said, Now when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house wherein they were sitting. 
And the Bible said that they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. A crowd began to gather around. They didn't know what was happening. It was quite a sight, these people being filled with the Holy Spirit. Some people said, what's going on? What meaneth this? Some others said, well, these men are just drunk. Peter stood up and he started preaching. And he said, these men are not drunk like you think, seeing this is but 9 o'clock in the morning. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, saying, In the last days I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. And Peter began to preach in Acts chapter 2. If you don't believe me, read it yourself. He began to preach, he began to preach the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel message. How God, uh, like I read in the Living Bible in 1 John 4, that, that, that uh, God's love for us, He sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. God was angry against your sins, against my sins. And he sent his son to pay the price. While Peter was still preaching in Acts chapter 2, it said in verse 37 that these men's consciences were bothered by what Peter said. And in Acts 2 and verse 37, they cried out to Peter and to the rest of the apostles. They interrupted Peter's sermon. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them in Acts 2 and verse 38, repent. That means to turn away from sin, to be sorry for sin, to confess your sins to God and to truly be sorry. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter said, He told us what we needed to do to become this new creature. To become this new creature in Christ, you've got to enter in to the new birth in the the way that God said we needed to. You know, we need to believe. We need to repent. We need to be baptized. we, We need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Galatians 3.26 says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. I cannot overstress the new birth experience. This is not about taking a seminar from Pastor Bob. It's not about catechism. It's not about memorizing the Bible. This is a new birth experience. I was 20 years old when this happened to me. I had a drug addiction problem in my life. And if it sounds like I'm bragging about it, I'm not. But I'm just telling you, that's who I was. I had already tried to quit using several times with no results. I visited a Pentecostal church. It was a miracle how I got there. I visited this church, and the hook was set. And it was at the very next service at a Pentecostal, little Pentecostal church in Valley City. There was a preacher that preached the word of God to this old bag of dry bones named Bob Simons. And while he was preaching, He read a scripture in Acts 22 and verse 16. And when he read this scripture, this is what the scripture said, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that verse, a little voice went off in my head and said, That's what you need to do. He got done with his little sermon. There was maybe 12 people there that night. My wife and I, my little baby Luke, who was just a little kid at that, just a little tiny baby. And and there was the pastor, his wife, his three daughters. Um, 
That's about it. There might have, oh no, the girl, no, I'm sorry, my, sorry, you know what? That night my wife and Luke were not there. I'm gonna, I better get that story straight. She was taking her state nursing board test in Bismarck. But there was just me, there was another girl there, there were th- the pastor, his wife, three daughters. There might have been what, seven, eight of us there? And when he read that scripture, something went off in the back of my brain. And said, you need to do that. I raised my hand. I said, can you baptize me like that tonight? And they didn't have a baptismal tank. It was November 2nd, 1978. 1979. No, 1978 was when it was, yeah. November 2nd. And he took me out to the Cheyenne River that runs through Valley City. And there was snow on the banks. There was ice near the banks. We walked out in the middle of that little river. And he, he put me under the water in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't remember what happened after that. They told me I, later that I just stood out there and yelled. They said I just stood out in the middle of that and just yelled. That night, they dropped me off at, in my apartment. My landlady was coming in at the same time I was. I was soaking wet in the middle of winter. She said, what happened to you? I said, I was just baptized. She thought I was crazy. <clears throat> I called my wife. She was in Bismarck. I said, I said, honey, I just got baptized. And she didn't understand what I did. But it was that next Sunday she got baptized in the name of Jesus. You see, there is there is a new life in Jesus. Abe, why don't you give out some information, get right in that mic and get out some information about how to contact us during the week. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. And if you'd like to text us in the studio... Uh, you can text Pastor Bob Simons at 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Um, in, on Tuesday nights in Beach, we have a seven uh, church service at 730 at the Beach Community Center. And on Wednesday nights, we have a church service at 730, and that's it in Dickinson here. And 105 7th Avenue West, soon to be at the Elks Building. And Sunday morning, we have a church service as well. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. The worship service is at 11 a.m. Thank you, Abe. Or thank you, Abe. And uh, it's been good to have you listening tonight. Uh, I'm going to pray for our listening audience. I know we went late tonight, but we started late. But Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that there are people listening that, that... will believe this new birth and believe that they can have it. And and especially those tonight that are in a hopeless situation and they feel like there is no hope, there is no change, nothing's ever going to happen. Maybe they're elderly in a nursing home tonight. Maybe they are have an addiction problem. Maybe they're full of depression. Maybe they're, they're, their family is just split up. Whatever it is, God, I pray tonight that you would touch those that are listening. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for this listening to this Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you for all the feedback that you've sent me and texted me tonight. And Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is show next week at 8.06 Mountain Time.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.